You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Kiana Jones, artist and founder of Happening Hands, a community that helps makers and creative business owners build thriving, profitable businesses. Every week on our podcast, we discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to build that profitable handmade or creative business that you've always dreamed of. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to chat with today's guest, Kenny Straub. Kenny and his family own a candle-making business called Cork and Candles. The concept behind their business is so cool. They have a fragrance library in their brick-and-mortar space where customers can choose their favorite fragrances and make a candle to bring home with them by the end of their visit. Kenny has some great insights into how to build a business around customer experiences, and I can't wait for this chat. So without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the show, Kenny. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. So I'd love to know how Cork and Candles got started. What inspired you and your family right, to pursue this particular craft? Yeah, so you touched on a key thing uh, and that it, it is a family business. My dad and I, Dave, and I started this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started it from an idea about two years ago, but it really came out of a few different things that came together. So most of my career has been in finance and accounting. I've spent the majority of my career in various private equity firms as a direct investor. So a lot of time in business, uh, but my parents have owned a number of small businesses over the years. And I've always wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. And so we're was looking around at a few different places or types of businesses that uh, we could get into and um, came across this industry and kind of quickly unpacked the fact that my dad, uh, since he was 12, had uh, been a candle maker, but also um, very much a craftsman. So if you visit our store, you'll see that all of the furniture in our store is handmade uh, from recycled wine barrels. And that's a bit of the personal touch that my dad's background brings to it. Uh, And then we picked this business because I think candles are a really fun, therapeutic way to spend time. And we really were building this coming out of COVID when so many of us were stuck at home for extended period of time. That, yeah. that our business really leads with an experience. And it's really about bringing people together. Our tagline is where friends gather. And uh, that's really core to what we wanted to build is we wanted to build a business centered, centered around spending quality time with loved ones, with friends, date nights, things like that, doing something fun that ga- gave you that creative outlet. Um, and so that that's what we really have been working to build. Nice. And can you tell me um, some more about that, about the experience? So how how do you guys build that into the business uh, for your customers? For sure. So there's a lot of science that goes into candle making, uh, probably way more than I anticipated. And as a business background, I haven't spent much time on the chemistry side of things. And so pretty quickly had to go deep into that uh, area of expertise And what we've done is we've done all the homework needed to be able to make a candle. Uh, We've sorted through the variety of waxes out there, the wicks, the fragrance oils, and we've landed on a specific vessel size that we know 
each candle that's made during an experience will perform in a very similar manner. So one of the challenges for candle makers is there's just so much testing that has to be done that it becomes cost prohibitive to really get into it and do it well. So we've taken all of that trial and error out for our guests and we invite guests to come in and, and we walk them through our scent library where we have 70 different fragrances to pick from. We bring the hot wax out to them, which comes out at about 180 degrees. We then give them the instructions of how to blend, mix, and stir those scents together. And then to make it a full, complete experience, we run our candles to the back where we accelerate the cooling process and guests are able to take them home same day to really complete that experience by the end of it. That is so cool. So the fragrance library, tell me about that because I'm I'm envisioning the space in my head, but I want to know... and. I just a little note here. I used to be a librarian, so I need okay. to know about this. I need to know yes. about the fragrance library. <laughs> so, so, so as a former librarian, you know that there are there are so many things to pick from when you walk into your library that okay. you really don't know where to go unless someone gives you a map. And we yeah. try to do that in two ways. First, we break it up into categories. So when you walk into our scent library, to your left, you'll see our exotic section. Then to the middle, you'll see our fresh and floral. We've got a sweet and fruity, an earthy section, and then our seasonal, which is kind of a variety of different seasonal scents. And, and then the other thing that we do is behind every tin that has the scent in it, we have a note card. And similar to wine, fragrances have note profiles. So you've got on there, on that note card, you've got the name of the scent, but you've got the top notes, the mid notes, and the base notes that are articulated for you so that you can start to envision what is going to be in that scent. So just like wines, as you're tasting it or in candles, you're smelling it, you may detect certain things like vanillas or sandalwoods or musks or cedar. Yeah. How do you kind of personalize that experience to people when they're coming in there? Do you ask about like what scents they've typically liked? How does that process go? So the coolest thing about it is you'll actually watch people connect core memories to the scents that they're smelling. For me, the scent of our fresh cut grass or autumn leaves remind me of when I used to mow lawns in the neighborhood. And it's just this really vivid memory. So you'll see that light bulb almost go on as people are smelling through those scents. Mm-hmm. And, and by breaking it into categories, you'll also see that it becomes very personal and that someone knows that they love those black teak woods or those pine scents or those really earthy scents, and they'll gravitate to, the, to that section. Others may prefer the fresh cut roses or gardenia and spend time in the florals. Yeah. And um, it makes it very easy for you to know what you like and then to spend a lot of quality time in, in that category. Yeah, that's awesome. So Corkin Candles has this brick and mortar shop, right? I was taking a look at your website and I noticed that you guys have partners with all of these amazing local businesses. How have these partnerships played a part in the success of the physical store? Yeah, because we're a brick and mortar, because most of our business is generated through word of mouth and through friends coming together, uh, the partnerships have really been uh, a cornerstone of what we want to do. We're dog friendly. So as folks walk by with their dogs, they can pop in with that partner in crime uh, or the local businesses. We've worked with some yoga studios. We've worked with some local distilleries, some um, uh, breweries, 
And one of the things that we want to do together is find ways to co-promote and co-brand one another through the social media presences that we have. When we can put something out into our ecosystem about uh, candles at this local yoga studio, it's an opportunity for us to drive revenue uh, through that partnership, but also to get brand awareness out for that local yoga studio to our network that may not be familiar with them. So at the end of the day, we we look at this as more than a zero-sum game, and we want to find a way to help others succeed in our network because we know that as their businesses flourish and our communities are strengthened, that there will be dividends paid back to us in a, in a really productive manner. Are you a maker who would love to be featured on our podcast? We now have spots open for you to ask a burning business question that we'll answer right here on the show. In addition to getting your question answered, you'll also receive a sponsored ad in the episode featuring your handmade business and a chance to offer an exclusive discount code for our listeners to make a first-time purchase with you. It's a great chance to get your business in front of thousands of listeners. Spots are $75, so I can continue to pay my amazing podcast editor. And if you'd like a spot, you can send me an email at questions at happeninghands.com. All right, back to the show. Now, okay, this might seem like a big question, but other than the partnerships, right, how do you market the candle business to potential customers? And what are some strategies that you've found to be most effective? So uh, without question, the most effective thing that we've done is look for ways to take friction out of spreading the word of mouth. And so what I mean by that is, We can all think of our favorite restaurant or our favorite activity or maybe our favorite park that we've ever been to Mm -hmm. uh, and love to go back. And if a friend asks about it, we'll give a glowing review. But from the moment we walk out of the doors, even if we had a tremendous experience, it feels like there's so many things going on. Maybe your phone pings, maybe your uh, friend calls, but you're immediately distracted and and you forget about spreading that word of mouth proactively. And so one of the things that we've done is we've introduced QR codes into our stores that allow people to take a picture by the end of the experience and leave a Google review or to scan a QR code that takes them to our Instagram page. And and most people want to leave a really positive review or feedback, but by the time they get home and sit in front of their computer and they're ready to write that, um, they've gotten distracted by so many other things. So we've had a, a tremendous amount of success by closing out our experiences and asking for someone to leave a Google review or to go onto our Instagram page and follow us there. And just those little things of having them do that in the moment has increased dramatically the uh, percentage of people that end up doing that. And then that word of mouth spreads so quickly uh, as a result of that, which has been really helpful. That's awesome. So with that, uh, what are some of your most memorable memorable customer experiences that you've had while running the business? And what are some lessons perhaps that you guys have learned from those experiences? So we're really fortunate in that folks that come to our store are, are doing so with the intent of having a great time. 
and I say that from the perspective that restaurants, you know, everybody's got to eat throughout the day, but you don't have to go out and make candles. You don't have to go and, and do something like this. So when people are showing up, they're usually, they come with a smile and they leave with a smile. And sometimes that's not the case, but more often than not, it is. And, and the parts for us that really uh, leave a, a strong memory and a really favorable impression are the ones where we get to spend some really quality time with people um, or, or we can see the emotion that is drawn out from the experience that they're having. So, for yeah. instance, uh, one memorable experience is a woman came in and she went through the experience and, and she went through it by herself. And, and I think that's important to note because most of the time it's groups of two, it's three, four, it's groups of people. But this woman came by herself and and what had happened was she had lost a friend a year prior and um, she wanted to do something to have, you know, a personal day. But she made a, a candle in, in her friend's honor and, and in her name. And so and, and part of that goes back to the core memories that sense offer. And so seeing how someone can be touched or seeing how someone can have a, a really um, core memory be created in our store has been really, really neat to see. Um, and I think that all comes back to slowing down and being present while we're in our store um, yeah. and really just asking the questions and spending the time to get to know the guests, because mm -hmm. it's easy enough to just move through the process, go through the day and just go through the motions. But you miss some of those really, really neat experiences. And and being a small yeah. business owner to, to really connect with the folks that come through the store is where you can have some really powerful interactions that um, are, are a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, especially with uh, for handmade business owners who might only sell online um, or at craft shows and online, it's it's a whole different experience, right? Because you're not seeing your customers every single day and asking them for feedback, right? Yeah. But you guys are in this really unique situation where you're getting customer feedback every single day. And for those people who are selling more online and you guys do have an online shop too, right? Yeah, we do. Yep. Yeah. Um, what are some ways that, that, you know, makers can build in more of a personal experience or get that customer feedback in ways that um, they might not be able to in person yeah. like you guys are doing? Um, do you have any tips around that? Yeah, I think the, the advice I would give for those that are in the online primarily uh, ecosystem is to do what you just said. One is always be seeking to maximize that feedback loop. And at every turn, you can do the little things to add that personal touch. So, you know, th this may be unique to candle making, but we put a warning label on the bottom of every candle. And if you come in and make the candles yourself, we give you the opportunity to write your own name and we give you the opportunity to write a name for your candle if you want to get creative there. But when we sell online, we're making those candles for the guests that are buying it. One thing that we can do is write the name of the maker who in our store made that candle to give it a personal touch. And using that second line, you can add a, a thank you note or something like that that goes right there on the bottom and lives with that candle um, once it's in that person's home. So that, that's one option. Um, the other is there's so much value in getting out into the local community where um, a primarily online retailer is living and just to 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 go into those farmers markets to go into those community centers and sell in person 
gives you that enhanced opportunity for real-time feedback, setting up a little box that has a QR code on it. When someone walks up and smells your candles or smells your soaps or tastes your honey or whatever the product is, you know, asking them to leave a little bit of feedback on you, on your business right there on Google can be a no cost benefit for you that doesn't cost, you know, that person anything. Um, we've right. probably all been to the farmer's markets where plenty of people just keep walking by, but to strike up a conversation and ask them to give you some feedback right then and there that doesn't cost them anything can be an easy way to get engagement and help to build your online presence. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. So what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out in the handmade candle business? And what do you wish you knew when you first started? That's a really great question. Um, there's not a ton of barriers to get in. I would say it's easy to go and buy the wax and the fragrance oils and just start making. Um, the biggest things that I would kind of lean back on would be uh, figure out what it is you want to build your business around uh, and figure out who you want to sell to. And then be really intentional about going after that. It's really easy to try to say you want to be all things to all people and you want to offer everything so that the number of people that you can sell to or build, build your business for is as large as it can be. And, and specific examples would be there's so many different types of waxes. There are vegan plant-based waxes like coconut. There are 100% organic, natural beeswax, coconut, uh, and soy uh, waxes. Then you've got waxes that are paraffin and soy or purely paraffin. And there's all these different offerings and there are different people in the communities that really feel strongly about certain things. And if you feel that you need to be able to cater to everyone out there, it's going to be really distracting because the chemistry then comes into play and results in you having to do specific candle testing through all of the variety of waxes. So, so my feedback there would be figure out what you want to build this business around and figure out who you want to sell to and, and what is really important. And then get, get really focused in on a handful of properties, uh, one type of wax, one type of wick. Mm -hmm. When you start getting into cotton wicks and wood wicks and everything in between, it just gets um, very complicated. And so reducing the number of variables and focusing on who you want to sell to will help you define what kind of business you want to be. And then once you've figured that out, um, then just get off the couch and start doing it because the biggest barrier to entry is just going to be that first initial activity, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kenny. And I really appreciate all of your responses today. I love hearing about your story and I cannot wait personally to come and visit the store in person. Um, you're not too, you guys are not too far from where I live. I think that's totally possible. So I just want to thank you again. And I, I hope success for the business. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing us on and uh, really enjoy the conversation today. Thank you so much for tuning into the Handmade CEO podcast. Check out the show notes to get a closer look at our guest today and our special offers. Most importantly, check out and join our membership for makers, Happening Hands, where we feature courses, workshops, monthly coaching, and more for makers and creative business owners who are ready to bring their businesses to the next level. 
You can do this by going to www.happeninghands.com. See you next time, and until then, don't forget that no dream is too big to turn into your dream job.